0: Hi Besties, it's your hosts, Amanda and Sarah, and you're listening to Bestie and a Book. Hi Besties, welcome to a brand new week, January 10th. We're just starting the new year off. This is our second podcast episode of 2022. Um, we're so happy that you're listening today, wherever you're listening to us from, and Yes. Welcome to a brand new episode. Hi, Bestie. Hey, Bestie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you for asking. (laughs) So how was your past week, the first official full week of
1: January? Oh wow, it was wasn't it the first? It was the full week of January, huh? I didn't think about that. Um, it was good. Uh, work was great. It was a short week at work. Um, for some reason, though, whenever it's like a short week, like it's a four day week instead of a five, it always feels longer. I don't know why. Maybe I'm already anticipating it to feel longer. That it just always does. But it just it felt like a really long week, and now it feels like the weekend has gone by way too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I have a three day weekend coming up though this next week, so I'm I'm looking forward to that.
0: Ooh, that's exciting me too. Actually. I forgot about that. I feel like this whole, like, I can't even remember what day it is half the time whenever I'm working from home. So yes.
1: Yeah. Oh man. I remember when we first went into lockdown. Yeah. Working from home. I was like, what day is it? Like I, it was, yeah, I remember (laughs) Yes. what month is it? What day is it? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so work was good. Um, the weekend was awesome. I have to say I'm making this announcement. Keith, has officially become a bookworm i'll wait for the applause i did it i did it i turned my non-reading husband into a bookworm and you want to know something else today he even hinted about maybe coming to talk on the podcast what yes oh my goodness okay bestie tell us how did this happen I don't know I think he just got tired of me like always yammering on about books and reading and how I think you'd love this book I think you would love this book that he finally just gave in and said okay I'll check something out I'll go look and he hasn't stopped like he's always he's like want to go to the bookstore like we went yesterday and then he's like do you want to go to the bookstore tomorrow I'm like we just went like we don't need to go again give it a little bit like calm down I love this but chill man <laughs> oh um but he went and bought three books yesterday, three more books. Um, he still has a lot of Christmas money left over that he hadn't spent. So he went about three more. Um, and I actually didn't buy any, I walked out of the bookstore without any books. I was like, you know what? No, I've got too many on my shelf that I haven't even looked at yet. I don't need any more. I was very proud of myself <laughs> for using oh my, my self control, my shelf control. <laughs>
0: oh my goodness and the puns and <laughs> the puns and it
1: begins
0: and it begins, <laughs> and it begins. Um, welcome to bestie in a book
1: <laughs> um but yeah so and then last night he actually finished his first book and not I mean he's read a book before I'm not sure he's ever read a book but it, it's been a while he said to probably he hasn't read a book since we've been together and we've been married nine years we've been together 12 years so you know it's been a while since he's actually read anything but he finished the first book in the Witcher series last night he was really happy and proud of himself and he immediately went into book two and I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> like, I love this this is amazing I'm just I'm so happy for him that he's found this new love of books and gets to experience like this new world and yeah I'm, I'm happy to share it with him
0: I love it. And I feel like I know we've talked about it so many times on here, but you and your like, I don't know, your passion for reading, I think it's just infectious. Like it definitely rubs off. Like I feel like you have such an incredible love of books, and anybody who knows you, it's going to, you know, impact them in some way too, just because of like how passionate you are. And I love that he's now reading and just kind of like you said, exploring that. And yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. My next goal is to get him to read like, you know, multiple books at a time, maybe get some audio (laughs) books in there. I just finished uh, a really good audio book. It's the second audio book in the series that I'm reading, The Miles High Club. Um, And I finished the second one yesterday started the third one yesterday and i was listening to it all this morning and i'm like i'm hooked like these books are so good i wish man i had the author i think the last name is swan i want to say swan but please don't quote me on that but the series is the miles high club and it's about uh these brothers like it's just yeah it's good (laughs) it's a good time i'm enjoying it (laughs) Was that one of
0: your, um, like, Christmas books series? No, or- these
1: are ones that are just on Kindle uh, Kindle oh, gotcha. Unlimited. Yeah, okay. so just ones that I borrow um, and listen to, like, when I'm on my way to work or when I'm in the car and just have some downtime. Like, if I'm cleaning or cooking, I just put those on. Um, so, yeah, they're really interesting. I'm really having a good time with them. Um, I love the writing style. Like, the banter between all the characters is, like, just fun, and I just I, – I love it. I'm constantly laughing out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, and then I'm still, I am still reading the physical book, The Crown of Gilded Bones. That's the third book in the Blood and Ash series. This one is taking me a really, really long time to read. I'm just taking my time with it for some reason. Um, but it's good. It's really, really good. It's not that it's not good or anything. I'm just, for some reason, I haven't like devoured it in a day like I did the other ones. Um, I'm also probably going to start our January book. I'm hoping to start that one sometime tonight, maybe read a few chapters of that, um and yeah and then other than that we did watch a movie last night on Hulu. It was called Together and it stars James McAvoy and I can't think of the actress's name I need to look it up but they were both incredible in this film. It's really it's just them. The film is just those two the entire time. Well there's a there's a child actor who plays their son. Um but he's he's not in it too much and he doesn't really have much of a speaking role. So it's basically just them. They're talking to each other but they also talk to camera and it's just about them as a I mean yeah they're definitely not happy (laughs) with each other and then lockdown happens and this is based in the UK and lockdown happens and then so it's just it's their life living there when they kind of like do not like each other but they're stuck together (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's just it's it's really it's emotional if there's a lot of realizations obviously just with covid um all the stuff that deals with that uh deaths and it, it reminds you throughout the movie it's like it'll have the date like march something 2020 and then it'll mm-hmm. say uk deaths from coronavirus and it gives a number and then it's like okay april and then you see the number of deaths since then i'm like oh my gosh like i just it really takes you back to like wow, that that what happened. We really just lived through that where it was like every other day you were seeing these numbers rise and rise and rise.
0: Full and moving film. And it's, it is incredible just to kind of think back on these last two years and just sort of everything collectively, you know, society went through as a whole. And it's hard to even think about Everything we've been through, like lasting that long, isn't it? Like to me, it just feels like everything happened with COVID yesterday. I
1: don't know. I know it really did. And I was like watching it and seeing the timeframes. I'm like, wow, like that started then. And and then, too, just remembering everything that we had to go through, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, I mean, you were literally shut down. The only places you could go were the grocery store and back, and, you know, having to self contain. And then I, I was talking to Keith. I was like, don't you remember? Because obviously I was working from home and it took a little bit. Eventually, he he worked from home, but then eventually he started going back. Yeah. They were able to go back to the office, and I was like, "Don't you do you remember? I, like, whenever you would come home, it was like we had a routine where he did not come see me. Like, I would be in uh my my room. The our, the way our house is, it's like our living room separates like our hallway, and then the master's on the other side of the living room. So he would come in, and he would go straight to like the hall restroom, not our master restroom. And he would go in, and he have take a shower and like get his clothes, put them in the wash, and then he could come like, you know, say hi to me or something. But he was like, not allowed to come near me until he had like cleaned and and, like, you know, got rid of all the germs and everything. That's how like, like terrified we were, especially with me because, you know, I did have some like um, conditions, you know, underlying conditions. So we're just like, we don't know. At that time, we just didn't really know how it was going to affect everything and, you know, how susceptible I would be to it. So, I mean, I was like, gosh, that was so, like, that's so sad that we had to do that where it's like, you know, he had to go, like, clean up before he could even, like, see me <laughs> and just say hi. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But it was a really good movie. It's It was funny. It was emotional, like, laughter, tears. Again, the actors, I just thought, did an amazing job. Um, and I recommend it to anybody listening to go watch it. It's called Together and it's on Hulu.
0: Oh, well, I definitely will have to watch it. It's, or it sounds like it's actually like very humbling and just like a good reminder of like, one, how far we've come as far as like having vaccines and everything now, but two, just like a good reminder of just like appreciating every single moment that we have. And I don't know about you, Bestie, but even little things now for me, like when I go to the grocery store and stuff like that, like it's, it feels like such a gift to be able to do certain things and it's yeah so I'm, I'm curious to see that movie because it sounds like a really just a good reminder of everything we went through
1: yeah and there's this one scene and i don't want to give too much away so i won't say much about it but there's this one scene where they kind of the male character touches on um you know all the the amazing wonderful people who you know couldn't stay home during pandemic mm-hmm. that had to go to work in order for us to thrive and still be able to live as a society, you know, the, right. the grocery workers and all that. And he there's, it's, it's, it's again, I don't want to get a spoiler away because it is just very like emotional and like impactful, but it's, I mean, it, it made me like tear up and it just made mm. me think, and I'm like, Oh my gosh. I, I mean, it's just real. It, it, this movie is just real. And I just, yeah. Go watch it. If you have a chance.
0: Well, thanks for sharing that, Bestie. I'll definitely check it out for sure. Awesome. Well, okay. Enough about me. How was your week?
1: <laughs> you, had, you had some exciting things happening.
0: I did. So first of all, I do have to completely agree with you. I feel like even though it was a shorter week this week, you know, I had four days that I was working. It honestly, those shorter weeks sometimes just seem So long. (laughs) I don't know, like you said, what it is or why that is, but yeah, those four days, they were kind of long work days. I think just because, you know, trying to sort of squeeze everything into a four day work week, but that's okay. I will take a four day work week (laughs) if it means a three day weekend. So, yes, (laughs) work was good. And then this weekend, it was so much fun. Um, Carmen and I actually hosted my Middle sister, Michelle, um, her baby shower. So as you know, she's due in February. She's radiating, just looking so beautiful and just... I don't know just glowing a million percent and it was so much fun just to be able to shower them with love and you know help them as they're starting off on this little baby journey with a couple of gifts that hopefully they'll be able to use and you know that'll come in handy and overall it was just so nice to be able to open up our home and have family Um, and it was just it was really really nice. I saw the pictures it looked uh, like amazing it looked adorable. It was so much fun. We did a Woodland Creature theme, so everything was like Woodland Creatures, Aww. and it was so cute.
1: <laughs> oh, it sounds like so much fun. And did you make the cake balls? I did make the cake balls.
0: <laughs> so for anybody listening, um, I love making little cake balls. I made them for Sarah's. Uh, I think it was actually your your bridal shower. yes. Yes. I think, yes and so made them yesterday and Carmen actually helped so he was like helping me roll and dip them in icing and I think he's now a cake making fan too but they were a hit <laughs> and it was just so much fun I haven't baked or anything like that in so long so being creative and cooking it's just so relaxing to me and I loved it oh fun well what else did you do so that was pretty much it yesterday, just all, you know, kind of getting the house ready. Same thing Friday night, a little bit uneventful, just cleaning, getting ready for the party. And then today, just kind of taking it really easy and just kind of cleaning up and getting everything in order for the week ahead, which is kind of a
1: nice feeling on a Sunday. Yeah. Just making sure you got everything set. Yeah. Don't have to worry about too much. Yeah. Yeah. I can see you making lists and stuff and planning everything out. It's oh, yes. adorable. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. There
0: are lists and it's just – it's kind of – there's still some snow on the ground outside from this other past week. So it's kind of the perfect day just to stay in and maybe watch a movie later and or read later and just kind of, you know, cozy up. So, yeah.
1: That sounds like a really amazing and fun-filled weekend. And I'm just so happy for your sister. Please give her my best. When is baby due?
0: So baby is due end of February. So really curious to see when baby comes. Um, she just, oh my gosh, like I said, she's like glowing. She's all belly. She looks so cute. And I just, I cannot wait to meet Sylvie is going to be her name. <gasps>
1: really Mm -hmm. Sylvie oh my gosh well you know my grandmother's name was Sylvestra or Sylvia and that's my middle name Sylvestra Mm (laughs) oh I love that Sylvie that That is adorable that's adorable it's a great name
0: (laughs) I know so and then her middle name is gonna be Joyce because that was my mom's maiden name
1: I was about to say I was like isn't that your mom's last name Mm -hmm. oh I love that I do too
0: Oh, my gosh. I love that name now even more. Oh, <laughs> oh goodness. Um, well, Bestie, I'm so excited to kind of get into our next segment of Bestie. Did you hear? Do you want to go ahead and kick it off with me? Yes, let's go. All right.
1: <laughs> now it's time for bestie did you
0: hear hey bestie okay so i'm so excited to bring you to bestie did you hear us today are you ready i'm ready okay first up bestie did you hear and I'm so excited about this but um so basically Ed Sheeran is buying land to rewild the United Kingdom and become more sustainable what (laughs) yes so apparently um, Ed Sheeran this past week um, sat down with BBC Radio London and this is all from billboard.com but basically he's said, I'm trying to buy as much land as possible and plant as many trees as possible. Um, And he's trying to rewild as much of the UK as he can. He said, I love my country and I love wildlife and the environment. And so Ed Sheeran's now 30 years old. He lives in Suffolk. And I guess apparently he already has a whole bunch of protected animals on his property. Everything from he has a massive beehive to a pond where he has salamanders and he even has hedgehogs and stuff like that on his property Um, but basically he's just trying to help the environment and he feels partly responsible and torn because the effect his touring has had on the climate crisis he said you know I feel like I'm gonna get my head bitten off anytime I say that as my job is not usually sustainable as I go into places like cities but he's basically just trying the best that he can and So, I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting that somebody is, like, noting, you know, their contributions to the climate crisis and trying to, you know, remediate that. So, yeah.
1: Wow. So, do you know exactly, like, what he's planning to do? Are there any details on that yet?
0: Not yet. So, apparently, um, there was this, like, it's called the music, or sorry, the UK's, music climate pact and that was launched by the uk um i believe it was in uh like just recently if i'm not mistaken so uh that came and i guess it's just basically trying to have people who are touring musicians like really help the environment and so all i know right now is that he's just going to try to buy land and just plant as many trees as possible but i don't know anything beyond that yet
1: That is so cool. Oh my goodness. I
0: love Ed Sheeran. I do too. I I saw him in concert with my sister and it was
1: so incredible. He is so talented. (gasps) He really is. Well, that's amazing. I love that he's doing that. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I have definitely going to like keep up with that and like see his progress.
0: Yeah, me too. And I think it's, I don't know. I feel like I love the way that like every single like instrumental sound and part of his song like he essentially like creates himself like it's just him without a band and I think he's so talented musically and I love the fact that he's taking ownership of you know just trying to make a difference and the little footprint that he's creating um, you know just trying to find solutions so yeah go ahead yeah <laughs> um, okay so second thing bestie did you hear um, so I think I think you pretty much know that I don't eat a lot of meat, yes. <laughs> um, but I'm so excited this past week because There's two companies that I really like. Um, It's called, one of them is Impossible Foods, and then one of them is Beyond Meat. And so basically, both of these different companies, you know, create meat alternatives that are plant-based and, you know, you're still getting your protein, you're still getting vitamins, but I was so excited because this past week, I saw that there are a lot of restaurants that are starting to carry these products and promote these products as meat Alternatives, And one of the quotes from positive news around um, impossible foods said that basically their strategy uses 25 times less than a cow does to produce meat. And so again, it's just saving the environment. There's an eighth less water needed. There's less than 10% of the fertilizer use. And so it just made me really excited that more people are embracing these, that as somebody who tries to choose those you know myself if i'm going out maybe i'll have alternatives in restaurants so i'm excited
1: okay question because i don't know much about this because i am a meat eater <laughs> um, does it taste like meat that is such a good question bestie
0: so yes it actually does and there's this whole article if you go to positive news.com and basically like they are actually talking about you know, what is in it that is making it taste like meat. And basically the answer, it all boils down to something called, and I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, but it's spelled H-E-M-E. So maybe it's like heme. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm not sure. Um, But basically like that is something within products like meats and stuff like that that actually gives it the taste and so they're able to actually take that organic compound um, and actually basically like use that and make these different you know non-meat products that still taste like that if that makes sense there's a lot of science behind it I, I did yeah. not
1: <laughs> <laughs> explain that well okay so I have another question and it might be silly but so for somebody who doesn't like meat why would they want their food to taste like meat
0: so that is a great question so I think for me I don't really like like certain products that they do have that are like very meat specific like the burger or anything like that like I like that they have different products like there's a for instance like taco meat that's actually plant meat it's like plant based but it mm-hmm. still has that same taco familiar fa- like flavoring and stuff like that that you're used to mm-hmm. but i just feel like a million times better when i don't eat meat it's hard yes. to explain if that makes any sense no
1: yeah i get it i i was just curious about is it you know so It's not necessarily the taste that people like. It's more the fact that you're not eating an animal or, you know, like. Yeah,
0: for me, for me it is. But I'm sure there are some people who are like, I just want a burger, like, you know, and like for whatever reason, (laughs) they don't eat meat or they can't eat meat. And so I think for those individuals, like maybe having something that
1: actually tastes like a burger uh-huh. would be beneficial I guess but then they still have that feeling of but I'm not eating an animal <laughs> exactly it's like a, okay. it's like a free burger
0: <laughs> no awesome
1: I feel like I'm gonna have to try one like I, I need to see what this is all about
0: <laughs> I'll send you some of like my favorite ones and then okay. you can like like see if any look good to you because so there's good so much but yeah so I'm just so excited that there's more alternatives coming and yeah awesome And that's it, Bestie. So now I want to know
1: what are your Bestie two years? (laughs) All right. Well, I have three. Um, So first up, Bestie, did you hear a man who allegedly stole hundreds of unpublished book manuscripts is now facing charges? For five years, a man who worked in publishing tricked authors and industry insiders into sending him hundreds of unpublished manuscripts, including one from a Pulitzer Prize winning author. This is according to federal authorities. Yeah, yeah, I know. Now, uh, now the alleged uh, fraudster is facing federal charges. Filippo Bernardini. A 29-year-old Italian citizen who was working for publishing company Simon & Schuster UK as a rights coordinator was arrested on Wednesday as he arrived at JFK Airport in New York. He is set to appear in a federal court in Manhattan on Thursday. Um, federal authorities say Bernardini impersonated real people in the publishing industry to fraudulently obtain manuscripts of novels and other books and notes about those books. He obtained hundreds of unpublished manuscripts from August 2016 to July 2021. Um, the scheme allegedly involved Bernardini creating these fake email accounts and web pages that seem to match real people in the publishing industry including talent agents and people at publishing houses prosecutors say he had more than 160 internet domains that were deliberately designed to be confusingly similar to the real pages so for example um he would replace like a lowercase m with two letters like R and N to make them appear similar. Um, and he designed a webpage that mimicked a scouting company's website and asked users to enter a username and password. And then that information was automatically sent to his own email address. Bernardini is being charged with wire fraud, which has a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison and aggravated identity theft, which is a mandatory sentence of two consecutive years in prison. If you wanna read more, Everything I've just read is basically word for word from NPR's website. It's a really good article. Go check it out. Bestie, what are your thoughts on this? I am shocked,
0: first of all. <laughs> like, that is so much. I just, I cannot even like come up with the words of like how sad that makes me. Because as you know, like, you know, we are always, like, you know, basically like reading books of authors who are up and coming and, just trying to highlight and amplify those voices and to think that somebody took the time and made the commitment to actually you know write down their their book or their novel that they had you know within their heart and then for somebody just to you know steal that or take advantage of somebody trying to get it out
1: there it's just oh my gosh yeah I mean that's people's those manuscripts those are people's hearts and souls and they dedicate their life to you know doing that and then you know I think the idea too was he was going to try and pass off some of the stuff as his own and it's just it's it's heartbreaking and it's just awful and I mean yeah I don't know it's I I have no words (laughs) I have no words it's it's really just it's a horrible thing and I know, I feel for those authors. um, they probably maybe in a sense, kind of like violated in a way. Yes. and I mean, that's got to be hard too. It's like, well, who do you trust because you're you know you're going to these websites, especially if you're trying to like self-promote yourself. And now you're kind of thinking, well, wait, who can I trust? Who can I give this to? You know, right. Without it like being stolen or, you know, like I don't know. that's hard.
0: that is hard. And I'm just, glad he was caught, though me too. Me too. And just I don't know. I guess it's just like a good reminder. like, just to be really cognizant and protect your work and as much as you know it's probably like such a difficult process to try to get your book you know recognized or published you know you just have to be so careful because there are people like this
1: unfortunately yes there are so well he was
0: caught at least he was caught and this actually reminded me of the story like I feel like you always bring like all these like kind of true crime or, like, you know, real crime <laughs> things to the podcast. But did we ever hear what happened with Joel Olstein? No, I
1: haven't heard anything. I need to do some more research, but I haven't heard anything yet. Like, okay, nothing that like, like breaking. Of that. <laughs> I know. We need – I need to – you know, I'm going to dig into that. What about popcorn? Did we hear any more about popcorn walls? <laughs> no popcorn. No popcorn okay. updates this week. <laughs> we'll get to those. Um All right. Well, moving on. Bestie, did you hear – one of social media's most well-known couples has officially split ian paget and chris olson have called it quits after 2 years together um, do you do you know who they are bestie <laughs> i do not okay ian and chris they they're really popular on social media especially tiktok um boyfriends they are amazing like honestly you can't watch their content and not smile they just seem like these really genuine nice funny guys a lot of their stuff is like them kind of like pranking each other and just the banter between them like in a relationship it's just it's hilarious it's real it's awesome i I like i love them both um but they did they have both released statements saying that they're both taking time to grow as individuals but are still the best of friends and they will continue to support each other. So, I'm devastated that it didn't work out for them like as a couple, but I honestly truly believe when they say that they are still best friends and they're going to support each other, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually like honestly right now they're taking time as individuals, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see them coming out with content together like as best friends. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I I loved them and they were just especially during like the pandemic, like they were the ones that I was always looking for their new videos just to kind of like brighten up my day so wish them both the best
0: yeah i don't know them maybe i maybe if i saw you know a photo or a video i would recognize yeah them, but
1: yeah. if you've ever scrolled through tiktok you've chances are you've come across one of their videos and yeah so mm-hmm. <sighs> anyways all right so lastly i have bestie did you hear buzzfeed news released a list on friday titled 26 books to get excited about this year. Um, the first thing I noticed when I was going through this list was the diversity. I was so, a lot of women authors on this list and a lot of authors of color. Like I said, there are 26 books. so I didn't have time to list all of them here to talk about today, but I did look through all of them and I'm pretty sure I want to add every single one of them to my TBR because they sound amazing and they look incredible. Um, I picked out three to kind of just share with you really quickly. Three that kind of stood out to me. They all stood out, but these three just kind of really caught my eye. The first one is called Fiona and Jane. Oh, I don't even have release dates. I should have found release dates. Maybe I'll update everybody later. (laughs) Um, But Fiona and Jane by Jean Chen Ho. Um, In Ho's debut book of fiction, Two childhood best friends growing up in Los Angeles fall in and out of love, navigate relationships with estranged family members, and deal with casual racism in these linked short stories about friendship over time. Um, I think the first thing that caught my eye was like childhood best friends. Obviously, I know what that's like to have a childhood best friend <laughs> and, you know, dealing with all kinds of relationships and us being in and out of love with the boys and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then the other thing that really caught my eye was when it says, and deal with casual racism. And I'm like, what is that? Like, oh, I, I really want to know what that means. What's what it going to touch upon? Like, what is casual racism? Is it racism when you didn't know it was racism? You didn't recognize it? And then, like, you went back and I'm like, oh, actually, that is not okay. Like, I, I don't know. What do you, do you have any idea what casual racism could mean?
0: Honestly, like, my initial thought would be <clears throat> kind of what you just mentioned. Or is it more so along the lines of just like i don't know somebody who's like not trying to take the steps to make yourself aware maybe yeah that know. makes
1: sense like not a full on like beat down but like but i mean to me i feel like racism is racism i don't know that's what that's what caught me i, I really yeah. want to know what that means I was like gonna you say, know there's nothing. I'm, yeah because to me there's nothing casual about racism so i'm interested in what that what that term means and what what it is a, these characters experienced and it kind of got me thinking about stuff that i've experienced you know obviously i am i'm mexican-american i am very lucky in the fact that i grew up in a very um i would say i was uh, sheltered i I would think it's okay to say that i was came from like a sheltered school and environment um and i i didn't experience a lot of racism but i have experienced it and even one time is way too many but i was thinking about the stuff that i have done i'm like is that considered Casual racism. There was a time. And I think I've shared this with you, Bestie. But there was a time when we were in school, in high school, and we were in class, and we were. Our class was having this discussion. I, like, just it wasn't part of the class, but we were just having it. I'm pretty sure it was political. I think there was an election going on at the time, and my views varied drastically from pretty much almost everybody in the room. Um, and we we're just all sharing. And I was told by a classmate in front of everybody else, if you don't like it, why don't you go back to Mexico? And at the time, I don't know that I realized how racist that sentence is. And that actually makes me really sad that I didn't because I should, because that is an incredibly racist thing to say. Um, But... I did answer back to that person. And I'm, there's, <laughs> there's times when I regret what I said. Like, oh, I should have used the language that I use. And there's times I'm like, no, he deserved that because that was not okay for him to say. But what I do regret most of all is that I didn't go tell him that. I never told my parents. I never, even though there was a teacher in the classroom. To this day, I don't know if that teacher chose to ignore it or just genuinely didn't hear it. Um, I never went to a principal or administration or anything to like have any kind of punishment for this student or like have him talk to um but I was like did I how did I not understand that that wasn't racism how did I somewhere I think I must have felt like nobody would think that was a big deal or wasn't worth bringing up and that really hurts my heart like that hurts that I didn't recognize that um anyways I don't mm-hmm. want to banter on too much about that but th- I'm no. wondering is it is it things like that is that what well, like casual racism little comments like that um not I think that that's, like, I'm so sorry that that
0: happened to you. Like, I feel like that's just so not okay. And, oh, that breaks my heart that somebody said that to you. And I don't even know. I feel like that makes me angry and sad. And then just kind of thinking about everything we're now talking about. Like, you said, like, I, in my mind, like, nothing about racism is casual in the sense of, like, like how can it be casual? I mean, the only thing I can possibly think of that meaning is like if somebody isn't maybe acting with like the intention to harm, but at the same time, like but words can be so harmful. Exactly,
1: that was my thing. That's why I said earlier when I said like beat down, that was probably like, a really bad choice of words. But I mean, like you know, it wasn't like a physical yeah. attack, you know. Like, but but it, but like it, the words are hurtful, especially. I mean, and that's how you see a lot of racism yes. is with words. You know, and so again, maybe it's something, maybe this is a term and I just don't know about it. So this book might help me understand better what that term is, casual racism, what that is. So again, it's one that popped up. I, it's, I'm going to put it on my list. I want to read it. I want to see what it's about. Um, but yeah, and, it sounds interesting.
0: And it was, or what was the name of the book? It's
1: called Fiona and Jane. Again, I don't, I didn't write down any like release dates. I'm honestly, I don't even know if they were on there, but should be coming out sometime this year. So
0: Well, I'm definitely curious to just hear, like, what you learn or what you pick up on from the book, because that's, I don't know, it just kind of, it's hard for me to put casual and racism in the same category or in the same sentence. So I am curious just to know more. And maybe you can, like, bring that back here if you feel, you know, you want to.
1: Yeah. And I feel like it, it probably is, there's a, there should be a logical explanation for what that term means. And I feel like I'll probably be like, okay, I get it. That makes sense. I understand what they're trying to say. Um, yeah. But, so. well,
0: I don't know. I'm curious and I'm excited to, like, talk about it more with you and just kind of have that conversation and just learn about it because I don't know what that means either. Yeah. so now- That's what
1: we're all about, you know, learning new things, growing. Like, yes. yeah, I'm all about that. I can admit when I'm ignorant in a subject and this is something that I am because I, I, I never really heard this term before and I want to know more about it. So
0: me to start with this book maybe (laughs) yes and i'm gonna research too because now i am very curious and thank you for just sharing that
1: bestie of course all right well i still have two more books so (laughs) the (laughs) next one is called moon witch spider king by marlon james um, in the second book of James's trilogy about a mythical African kingdom, Sogolon, Sogolon, S O G O L O N, the ancient witch who battles the protagonist Tracker in the first book, Black Leopard, Red Wolf, takes center stage. Now you know bestie that I've recently gotten to like a fantasy kick. Oh um, yeah, I love anything like mythol uh, with mythology and mythical. And so as soon as I heard mythical African kingdom, I'm like, yes, I need to read this book, but now obviously I have to go back and read the first book. So this gives me two to put to my list. (laughs) So really excited about that. I was like, yes, 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 I am here for it. Um, The last book that I had written down is called The Red Zone, A Love Story by Chloe Caldwell. Painful cramps and mood swings have always been integral components of Caldwell's periods, but in her 30s, the symptoms appear to worsen. When the mood swings begin to threaten her burgeoning romantic relationship, Caldwell gets a medical diagnosis that confirms she has premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Armed with this information, she talks to different people about their own painful periods while also charting her experiences with love and the pressures on women in their 30s to quote unquote, settle down. This one, I was just like, I have to read this book. This is probably the one that stuck out the most to me because I think I can relate to it quite a bit. Um, Just, I mean, I am, I think I've mentioned it before on this podcast too. And I don't know if I've mentioned it to you. I am one of those people that wants to make talking about periods and menstrual cycles a norm and like less taboo. Like, I don't think it's anything that should be ashamed or stuff like, oh, don't talk about that stuff. That's too personal. I am here for all the talk. (laughs) I don't know. I know some people who menstruate might not feel that way. Maybe it is personal to them. And that's fine if, you know, it's something you don't want to talk about. But for me, I'm like, but let's make it okay for others, to if they want to.
0: Me, too. And that's why I think we even talked about it on this platform of how excited I was <laughs> whenever I found out that they are, like, offering menstrual products yes. for free in schools for girls. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this – it's so overdue and the best thing ever because it shouldn't be a secret. It shouldn't be something that people are ashamed of. It just happens. It's who we are. (laughs) Exactly.
1: You're exactly right. And if we talked about it more, then maybe we wouldn't go so long with thinking, oh, this must just be normal. Because I know that, you know, that happened to me. My late 20s with getting into my 30s, my periods were getting heavier. They were lasting seven days and I'm talking heavy for seven days straight. No light days, nothing like that. I was tired. I was exhausted. My cramps were awful. And I thought, well, this must just be what happens, you know, when you get older. But I was too embarrassed to talk to anybody about it. Like even you or like my mom or just ask anybody, hey, you know, what are your periods like? So I'm like, oh, we shouldn't talk about that. Like if that's supposed to be hush hush, you know, women are taught to like, or people who menstruate, I'm sorry, people who menstruate are taught to like hide their tampons or, you know, make it discreet when you're going to the restroom. And I'm like, You know what? No, screw that. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, but for me, yes, I love it. You know, like screw that. This is my, this is my body. This is natural. This is normal. Like I'm not gonna hide it. Um, but yeah, so it's just I really like this. I wanna, I wanna read it, see what she went through. Um, Maybe I can relate to it in a sense. And I think a lot of people who it could probably relate to it as well. And then also to the pressures of women in their 30s, you know, having to settle down. There is a lot of pressure on women to do that. Like, oh, well, you should have like, you know, the husband and the kids and the white picket fence by, you know, twenty-five. Even honestly, I feel like that used to be like the norm. And I'm like, no, that that doesn't have to be the normal. Women can do whatever they want, whenever they want. Men get buried and they're like, when they're like in their fifties and sixties and wait to settle down. To then, if a woman wants to do that, she can do it too. It doesn't mean that she's getting old or she's going to miss her opportunity. I think that's the the thing. I'm sorry, I'm ranting. <laughs> No, I love it. I but-
0: think these are all important <laughs> topics to just I- be able to highlight and discuss and
1: not feel ashamed of. Yeah, I think that's the main thing that gets is a double standard. You know, no one would ever say, well, a man, you know, he's getting older. Oh, he's going to miss his chance to to have a family and settle down and marry. But if a woman, you know, she gets in her 30s. Oh, she's getting older. Who's going to want her? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that is such BS. Like, no. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> yes. So interested in that book. <laughs> and this was called? This is called The Red Zone, a love story, and it's by Chloe Caldwell. That name sounds so familiar. She might have other stuff. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I'm yeah. Bestie, that's all the besties that I did you hear that I have today. Those, <laughs> those were awesome. Thank I thank hope I so was much. okay. I hope I didn't say anything offense. Sometimes when I get passionate, It's funny. I was having a conversation like this the other day, but sometimes when I get passionate about something, things just flow out. And I really hope that I didn't like say anything like offensive or like (laughs) over the top.
0: (laughs) No, you have to like, I think just like shift the mindset of feeling like you have to talk about something or you can't talk about something because I feel like everything you just mentioned and every single topic that you just shared, it's so important. And I think that that's what I think you and I both want on this platform is to talk about things that maybe are uncomfortable for some, but like we just want to normalize them here and just everything is welcome. You are all welcome. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> well <laughs> <All> said. said. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, Basti, that was fun and that was great, great content. Um, I'm really excited for our new segment today. Um, today, Sarah and I are going to be talking about. whole new sort of area of this podcast that we haven't touched on before. Um, But starting off this year in 2022, we are now bringing to you a new segment each, each week. And essentially, we are going to use this new segment to answer the questions that our listeners and that our followers have sent in to us. And we're so excited because the relationships we formed across all of our platforms, every single social media site, you know, all of you who are listening are the reason that we are so excited to do this every single week and bring this to you. And so I'm so excited to get into some questions.
1: I'm excited and nervous at the same time. Don't be nervous. (laughs) We've got this. (laughs) It's going to be honest. You're going to get honesty from me. Again, that might That's, get me in trouble sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what we want. We want the honest, raw, and filtered. So, oh my goodness, bestie. Let's get into this new segment. All right, let's do it. And now it's time for BB Tribe Question Time. The time each week where we take your questions and discuss them, answer them, and just hopefully bring you value and the answers that you're curious about, BB Tribe. S to the P to the O I L E R. Spoiler, Sarah. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs>
1: love that um i just wanted to say yes and this you know we're about to answer some questions if you have not read all your perfects by colleen hoover you may want to stop here or kind of fast forward when we get to a question by charlie is cheese there will be spoilers for the book all your perfects
0: I know you and I committed to answering our listener questions. And I think, you know, we discussed this, and today we're gonna be taking three questions and answering them. So are you mm-hmm. ready? I'm ready. Okay, directly from the BB tribe. So first up, we've got BTW dot the dot cover. And BTW the cover asked, How many books did you To DNF. And before we even answer this question, you are very plugged into the Bookstagram and Booktalk community. (laughs) Do you want to share what
1: DNF means for anyone who maybe doesn't know that acronym? (laughs) Sure. If you do not know what DNF means, it means did not finish. So is there a book that you started reading and just, just didn't like it so you just didn't finish it or just couldn't finish that's what dnf means did not finish
0: love it so bestie how about you was there any book or were there any books that you dnf so
1: i was i'm not sure if we're talking like in a lifetime or like this past year so i'm just kind of going off with of like this past year and i can think of three off the top of my head mm-hmm. um and the first one is midnight sun midnight sun is the uh retelling of twilight But through Edward's perspective. You talked about this on the podcast. I was so excited for this one. And a coworker let me borrow it. And I was so excited. And I had planned to read it like over Thanksgiving break. And I I had it for a little bit. I even had it over. She allowed me to keep it over Christmas break as well. And I started that book so many times. And I could just not get into it. And it has nothing to do with it being like a bad book. I know people love this book. I loved all the Twilight books when I was younger, so I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, I assume this is a very good book as well. Um, I just, I don't know. I couldn't get back there. I couldn't get back into that frame of mind. And it's, uh, oh, I don't know. It's oh. sad. It's sad me because I, would, I think I love retellings. I love seeing books through a different perspective. like And especially with Edward, you know, he's able to read minds. I would have loved to know what he was hearing from like other people. And like what he was thinking about like Bella and all this stuff but I just I couldn't do it for, I, oh, I don't know
0: well okay I was so curious whenever you shared with us that you were gonna start reading this like what your final thoughts were gonna be but I think it kind of goes back to I think you know you and I talked about this whenever it came to the vampire diary show that I was hooked on it's just we're in a different time of our lives. And I think it's hard to kind of channel into that youthful teenager experience at this moment in our lives, which is, which probably makes sense with this too. Like if we were younger or, you know, in our teens, maybe it would have been relatable.
1: Yeah, I think so. And also I think what, what else is that there was. I was also thinking about so many other books that I wanted to read, and like new stories that I hadn't experienced. That I was kind of like, I know this story. Like I know. I, I already know what happens, and I would just. I was. I was just ready for something else. Now, again, I've I've read retellings before, but it's usually been like right after I've read the the other like the first book like for example with Colleen Hoover's book hopeless you know the next book to come out from that was I I think it's called losing hope and it was from um the male point of view that one was so close together though that I was still kind of in that mindset that it was still kind of fresh this one it's been so long since I've read Twilight and I'm like I just I don't know I I can't go back there for some reason so yeah
0: well I get it I get it it makes sense but you tried I tried
1: tried. maybe I, I don't know yeah I, I ended up just giving the book back I'm like I'm sorry I just couldn't <laughs> like I just couldn't get into it but uh but I, I did try um the other one uh is called The Heiress Gets a Duke uh this book I had purchased I think it was this past summer beginning of the summer and it was one of those books that I saw on TikTok and it was like if you like the Bridgerton books read this these books or you know read this so I ordered it. I started reading it. I think I got maybe halfway, maybe a little over halfway, and I just couldn't I couldn't finish it. It just wasn't keeping me, I guess, interested. It wasn't a bad book again. This wasn't a bad book. It was good. Um but for some reason I just I just didn't really care to figure out. It's almost like I kind of knew what was going to happen already. And I knew the story and I just It wasn't, there wasn't any kind of surprise left. And I'm like, I can kind of already see how this is going to go. And yeah. So that's what i didn't it's still on my bookshelf maybe it'll come off the dnf list maybe i'll finish it someday um but i don't know i just there was also i was excited because there was a sequel i'm actually glad i didn't purchase a sequel at first because i'm like if i didn't just one i might not have finished that one but that one's still on my uh, amazon list so who knows if i finish this first book maybe i'll get the second one um but again not a bad book if you've read it and you love it that's awesome um i was enjoying it for a little bit but i just i don't know something happened and i just couldn't finish the book um and then the last one is uh emma by jane austen i tried again to read this book <laughs> i love jane austen you know this bestie i love jane yeah. austen i love pride and prejudice i love like all her other books I, i've i've seen all like the adaptations of emma and i love them like i've seen the gwyneth paltrow movie i've seen my uh i ha- oh, will actually okay i'll take the back i haven't seen the latest one that came out like last year so i haven't seen that Version of Emma, but I've seen the 2009 miniseries. Is that one's my favorite? I absolutely love Mister Knightley. Like he's literally right up there with Mister Darcy for me. But for some reason, when I read the book, I just can't get into it. And I think it has to do with my love hate relationship with Emma herself. I'm just so frustrated with Emma at times, (laughs) and sometimes I'm just like so annoyed with her. And I get that. That's kind of what it is because you know it's very much about her realizing like her the her errors and thinking and stuff like that but I just can't I don't know I just can't read it every time I try I just can't finish that book and I'm like maybe that's one where I need to listen to it that might be one where I need to have an audiobook I don't know I just I don't know what it is <laughs>
0: Oh, goodness. (laughs) These are all really great, though. Like, I feel like you've read so many books, though, that like, I'm so excited that you actually have like did not finish books. (laughs) I don't have any do not finish books. Really? Well, that's great for you. That means you commit and you follow through. Or I've read infinitely less books.
1: And so (laughs) it's like I have to finish them. (laughs) maybe i don't know (laughs) i think you're just more committed you're you're just gonna see it through i'm just kind of like yeah that's all right
0: (laughs) (laughs) no just the other day it was so funny i can't remember who we were talking about but carmen was like he said he saw something where somebody was like i read this many books this year and carmen was like i bet i know somebody who read more than you (laughs) yep that's my best friend So, you know what? The fact that you only had this amount of did not finish books, bestie, that's amazing. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) I feel better. Yeah. So I I feel like I wish I could give an answer to that. I'm really sorry, but unfortunately, I don't have any. Um,
1: But But That was a great question. Thank you for that question. That was Um, a great question. BTW, the cover. Thank you. Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. Are we ready for question numero dos? Bring it on. All right. So... Charlie is Cheese, who was very, very active whenever we did our live this past week. Thank you, Charlie. We appreciate you. Um, He asked, what book slash chapter unexpectedly changed your way of thinking? Charlie, with the deep questions. (laughs) I think that's exactly what I texted Mm you whenever I saw that come through. I was like, oh, wow, this is deep. Yeah. Do you want to go first? I can. You want me to go first on this one? Sure. Okay, so I have two. Okay, awesome. So first up is, and I think we talked about this last week because the book that we're reading for our January book of the month, um, Your Second Life Begins Whenever You Realize You Only Have One, a lot of reviews and things that I've seen so far have actually attributed it or sort of compared it to The Alchemist, Mm -hmm. and so I was so excited to read this new book for January because of that correlation to the alchemist, because the alchemist is definitely one of the top two books that I think changed my life. And I know bestie, you said you hadn't read this yet, but it just, it was so impactful to me. And it basically is just this like story of this young boy who goes on this journey and quest to basically try to find and realize like, what is his personal Legend, whenever it comes to life. Like, what is he? What is his dream? Like, what is he trying to do in his life? What is he supposed to do in his life? And basically, it's just this entire book of him pursuing his dreams and following what your heart desires and just like learning to listen to your heart and to follow your gut. And so, it just, this book just changed my life in a time that I think I needed this most um, a couple of years ago. And so, Yeah, I just, I love this book so much. So The Alchemist, number one. And basically two, because like it also explains that no matter how difficult the journey might be, like you've got to follow your heart, you've got to follow your gut. And like, even if it's not easy, even if it's difficult, you know, you have to do what your heart and your soul are desiring because that's the only way to come into your true self. And so
1: I loved it. Loved it. Awesome. Wow. I'm going to have to... To pick up that book, I actually saw it the other day when we were at the bookstore and I was like, this is a book that Amanda says is like kind of like the one we're reading now and I I almost did. I don't know. I'll have to to check it out.
0: Yes, you should. And like another like I would say like overarching math or message of the book is like you will fail, but don't give up in the process. And like I love that so much of this book because like first of all, like nobody's perfect. Second of all, like at some point everybody is going to fall down, but It's just important to remember like, you know, good things are in your future and if you want something you've got to risk it all and it's okay if you fail but like you've got to listen to your heart and just like dedicate your life to achieving whatever it is that you have in your heart and ultimately like that'll that'll happen but like don't give up even if you fail so yes go read this book bestie go read this book everybody (laughs) it's amazing noted Um, and then a second book that sort of just changed my entire way of thinking and, and life really was um the sun and her flowers and i also talked about this on one of our instagram lives actually but um basically it's this entire collection by ruby i don't know how to pronounce her last name and i don't want to do it in justice it's k-a-u-r -hmm. um cure. I don't I hope I'm not saying that totally wrong, but it's basically just a collection of poems and it moves through, you know, basically like these different seasons of life. And I think I told you about this. It goes through like wilting, falling, rooting, rising, blooming. And when I was going through my divorce, um my therapist at the time actually recommended this book to me and it changed my life. And it's so raw, real and just beautifully written and I cannot say enough about it. I have, Mine has like tabs in it, I have highlights in it, I have like passages that like I never want to forget and so that's the other one for me.
1: Wow, those are amazing. I definitely should have gone first because mine's not... My answer is not as (laughs) profound as yours. I'm regretting letting you go first. (laughs) Don't regret
0: it. I just like, I mean, you know, like I went through such a hard period where like I needed to reroute and bloom and all those things again because it was, you know, a lot of change. And I think just this book was great for me but that doesn't mean that it's okay to like or you don't you can't whatever <laughs> it works for you has to work for you so hey
1: okay. no, i love it i'm glad that the power of like books and like yes. literature could do that for you um yeah i kind of feel like i don't want to say mine now <laughs> i'm ready we're ready <laughs> no um okay so this one i was like man change your way of thinking and i'm like Charlie. Harley. it we was didn't... hard and then it yeah and then it, it clicked i'm like you know what it was and part of me was like a little embarrassed to say it because I'm like, I don't know how people are going to feel about it. Like what I say or if they're going to be like, Sarah, you're just like, like, are you kidding me? Like that's just Nobody dumb. would ever say that. Nobody would ever say <laughs> that.
0: And if they do, I've got your
1: back, Bestie. Because
0: if she said it, people, it's for reason.
1: <laughs> well, the thing that came to mind, it was a chapter. I chose a chapter. The chapter that came to mind was from All Your Perfects by Miss Colleen Hoover. Um, and it's when Graham explains – about his infidelity and the reasons why. You know, I was like to think of myself as a person that's like, you know, cheating is just horrible. Anybody who does that, there's just no excuse. They obviously didn't love the person they were with. It's just a horrible, horrible thing. And it's just awful. And there's just like no coming back from them. You can't justify it at all whatsoever. Man, when I read (laughs) Graham's... Side of the story, and I saw it, and his reasoning. I was, I was like, wait a second, am I over here sympathizing with the cheater? Like, why do I feel this way? Why am I all like, oh, Graham, I get it, that makes sense. I, and it, it really shocked me that I felt that way. That I wasn't like, oh, we hate Graham now. She's better off without him. She needs to leave him. Um, it, it, it made me realize that yes, there are always two sides to a story. While I still think cheating is wrong and you shouldn't do it, and I really don't think there's a good excuse, I can now kind of see somebody's viewpoint and understand why they would cave to the temptation. Does this make sense? Am I making sense? I'm explaining it right? I don't know. Yes. So I actually I feel so moved right
0: now, just uh. because I like, <laughs> I know how much it took for you to say that and I feel like I do vividly remember when we were talking about this book and you one of the first things I think, you know, when we were talking about the sort of introduction to this a phase or this like, you know, little momentary part of Quinn and Graham's story is you were like cheating is never right cheating is wrong and I will just you know you were like very adamant of like this is how I feel and I think like for you to like say this today like it just shows you the power of writing but also like I don't know like like wow bestie
1: yeah I mean I think too what, what really helped solidify it and like change my mind or change my way of thinking is that you know I got to see from Quinn's perspective all the things. And again, I'm not trying I'm not trying to blame her. It's not, it wasn't Quinn's fault that Graham did what he did. But Quinn, in the book, Quinn openly admits to pushing him away and kind of doing everything she can to push him away because she didn't want that physical touch. She didn't want to think, I mean, at one point she's saying, you know, he would be better off without me. He should just leave me type thing. And so... I guess, trying to put myself in Graham's mind and thinking how horrible that must have made him feel when the person that is supposed to love him, the person that he's married to, is almost acting like repulsed by them, by him. I don't know. It's It it, it just, like I said, it just made me... It wasn't what I thought I would think. I thought, okay, he's cheated. I would, I'm just going to hate him. I didn't. I was... I was sympathetic to him. I was, I don't know. Yeah.
0: (laughs) This is enlightening. And this is very interesting, Bestie. Like, but yeah, I I definitely, I feel like my initial gut reaction to that was like Team Quinn all the way. (laughs) Like, you know, I wanted to just be like, yes, like, you know, we're on your side, but you're so right. Like, I think it just shows this beautifully, intricate and honest depiction of a relationship where like you said, like she had reasons for not wanting to be physical with him and essentially like pushed him away because she didn't want that because of so many, so many reasons. and Which she but, didn't
1: share with him. So he exactly. had no way of knowing.
0: No. And the, the thing is that was like, he, I think the thing that helped me stay open to graham being in quinn's life was the fact that like i think he loved her so deeply and he no matter like even in this even in that moment you know like he just wanted to, her, to feel her look at him in that way yeah yeah it that, that's a good choice bestie it was, it's hard it's, it's hard. hard to like admit I,
1: that I felt sympathy for him like honestly yeah. but I can't help the way I feel it's just it's how I did I mean that's like you said that's a testament to the writing that the author got me like Please. yeah feeling for this man who you know and did for this you horrible to see. thing.
0: and you are like so like this is like <laughs> like to hear like you say this now versus like what you said then like that Colleen Hoover is a testament to your writing. <laughs> yeah, because
1: I remember when I first saw it, when we were first reading it, and it was like they they mentioned it at first that they might have been. I was like, no, Graham, how could you? I mean, I was heartbroken. And I know I remember talking about that on text, and then we get further into it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. I yeah. mm, it's not right. But I understand what you're trying to say, Graham. But...
0: And I do appreciate so much that, like, when that happened, yeah. like, the fact that like he quit that job and the fact that he like he he made sure like quinn was never gonna have a doubt in her mind that that was like a possibility if that makes sense like i i really appreciated that like he cut that line like yeah. i don't know yeah oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> emotion so, thank charlie, you for that thank question you for the charlie yeah. question <laughs> Okay. Anyway, so we got the last of the three questions that we committed to answering today for our BB tribe comes to us by Abigail Wants to Read. And Abigail Wants to Read wanted to know what was our favorite book of 2021?
1: Okay. Um, I have genuinely loved, with the exceptions of the one I didn't finish, all the books that I read in 2021. But for me... I had to pick one I think it's no surprise that I would choose the love hypothesis it's (laughs) the one that I like I've said a thousand times I cannot stop thinking about it I can't stop talking about it I recommend it to everybody I sent it to you for Christmas I want everybody to read this book I loved it. I, I mean, I want to read it again. I want there to be a movie, a TV show, like I want everything. I want more. I'm excited for the the, the other books that are going to come out uh, this year by Allie Hazelwood. Um, if I had to pick another one, I think also uh, The Kiss Quotient. That one was really good too. It was right up there too where I'm like, oh, I just loved it. I want to reread it again. It was amazing. I love those. So, well, first of all, as you know, like I'm
0: only like just kind of getting into the love hypothesis. I do hope that I can read a little bit more of it tonight. But Allie Hazelwood, I have such an appreciation for her, even though I haven't even read this entire book. Um, As you know, Bestie, you know, as a fellow woman in STEM, I just have such an appreciation for her. And this past week i was so excited because like she was like sending like soil samples to other girls in stem and i just i love everything she's doing i love that she's like encouraging other girls to get active in you know this entire world like of stem so i'm all for everything that Allie does um yeah those are great choices thank you all right your turn Okay, my favorite book of 2021, I have to go back to all your perfects. Like it just, it took me by surprise and it just, it made me feel so many different emotions, you know, from all the things that I experienced going through my divorce in the past and then like everything else, like just seeing this couple in this real, 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 real life setting. It was so raw, honest, real, and I mean, all the Coho fans out there know Colleen's writing is impeccable, but I just, I was blown away. I was blown away just seeing these two different perspectives of this entire marriage, and I loved it so much. That book changed my 2021.
1: Oh, well, that was fun. That was fun. I loved it. I'm excited. I hope we get some more
0: questions. I think we're going to get a lot more questions because the BB tribe is growing. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I hope so I really want I like I mean even some deep ones too I'm not gonna lie I was a little scared when we first got that one from Charlie I'm like you know what no I got this it's okay we got you
0: baby tribe we will deliver
1: anything and everything seriously it doesn't matter book related not book related best friend related like whatever you want to ask
0: whatever you're scared to ask like your actual best friend ask us we'll talk about it here yes (laughs) but for real bring us your really difficult questions bring us the questions you're scared to ask and we'll talk about it here and if you don't
1: want us to read your name, like you can always tell us that too, or like you want to do it like anonymously, just send a little yeah, note sure. or something.
0: Yeah. So. If you don't want us to like, if you're like, I have a question that I can't talk about with my own best friend, but I want to ask my new two best friends from *Bestina book, <laughs> like just send us a message and just be like, I don't want you to mention my name. And then Sarah and I are just kind of like, we will talk that subject up and we will not mention your name. So.
1: <laughs> we got you. We got you. <laughs>
0: oh Ah. man (laughs) well bestie i'm excited because well first of all this was really fun and then second of all next week we are going to actually be finally talking about our january book of the month yes exciting can't wait me too so if you haven't picked up your copy of the january book of the month it's your second life begins when you realize you only have one by Raphael giordano and you can find this on you know amazon on whatever platform you either read or listen to books or bookshops that you go and buy books it's there go get it we're going to talk about the first um I'm trying to remember how many chapters next week, Bestie. We've got how many chapters coming to them next week? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, we'll have to post it. It's the first half. It's out there it's, on our Instagram. Her, yeah. So i can't look now because it'll ruin the podcast or me too like i can't i can't mess with my phone right now because
1: yes and i have it on ebook so yeah i I can't look at the moment but we'll, we'll post the chapters which ones we're reading so
0: yeah and they're there so like go out there look you can see our whole entire reading schedule um but yeah so come read with us we'll talk about the first half of that book next week and then we're just so grateful for every single person who's here it's just been such a privilege to be able to get to know you all and the fact that some of you are actually you know sending us questions and are so invested in this brand that sarah and i are creating it just means the absolute world to us so thank
1: you yes thank you much thank you much thank you much <laughs> well bestie <laughs> sorry what? i
0: love it Oh, sorry. I was like trying to like tie that back to like Ariana Grande's, like "Thank You Next," like "Thank You," much. I got you. All right. So next week, bestie of comes- the book, everybody, bestie of the, the book, book. everybody. <laughs> next week, come with us. We will discuss the first half of our new book, and then also, bestie. This is going to be the second week. Or, no, wait, hang on. What week are we on? Yeah, it's the second full week of January. So, like, Mm -hmm. wherever you are, it's a new year. We wish you the best second new week of the new year. And we're just so happy that you're here. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, thanks for listening. Go follow us on Instagram. Uh, we have a Facebook group. We have a Goodreads. We don't have any friends on Goodreads yet. I need to do a better job of like promoting that. I we really haven't. It. We, just we just started. We just started. Not- but go <laughs> find us and help. I don't really know how to work it, so somebody explain it to me, like how we're supposed to be doing this. <laughs> Goodreads. Sarah's on
0: Goodreads. I'm. I haven't. I haven't ventured into that world, but like. Well, I you're kind of on it because it, it's a bestie a <laughs> book collabing. So you're kind of on it now. So. I'm halfway on Goodreads. Go find us. Go <laughs> like us, friend us, whatever you do on Goodreads. And then, yes, besties, we'll get through this week. And we're, we're going to come to you next Monday. And whatever questions you have, send them in our way. Thank you so much for listening. Sarah and I are going to also be live on Instagram on the 13th. So if you want to come hang out with us midweek, we'll be there. Yep. All right. Thanks besties. Thanks besties. Bye. Bye.